are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in everyone to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. A lot on the docket for this Tuesday edition of the show. We're going to dedicate this episode strictly to the defense and previewing the positions. We'll break it up into three segments. We'll start out with the whole defensive line and transition into the second segment, which will cover mainly the linebacking core. And then we'll end the show today with the secondary. But before we begin... For those who are not aware of who I am, my name is Dalton Pence. I am a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a recruiting analyst and a feature writer. I'm formerly a part of Fan Sided's Big Red Louie and the State of Louisville blog. I also do some backup PA announcing work for various University of Louisville sports, such as uh, soccer, baseball, lacrosse, field hockey, etc. You can find me on Twitter at dpence underscore. You can also follow the Locked on Louisville podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville. So let's dive right on in. The defensive line is, I think, where a lot of the questions and concerns will stem heading into the preseason, which is already kind of commencing, but um, definitely heading into that first game against Ole Miss. If you look at it, statistically speaking, the defensive line, in my opinion, was one of the reasons why the defense um, was able to take a little bit of a step forward but also kind of be hindered um, in terms of the, the true ceiling. And what I mean by that is the depth was beginning to be addressed last season. Uh, there was definitely better numbers in terms of uh, looking back in comparison to 2019. However, uh, the pass rush was still somewhat non-existent. The Louisville defense was tied for 73rd with 22 sacks, uh, averaged about two sacks a game, which truly is not going to get it done. Or In reality, it's not going to get you to the level that the Louisville defense is aspiring to be and is projecting to be. So a lot of the focus is going to be on that. The, the trenches are going to be in a magnifying glass. Um, and the Louisville defense will start to be able to reach their potential whenever the defense is able to get into the opposing backfield. I think that it all starts with the guys up front and pass rush and being able to blow plays up at the line of scrimmage. And I think your passing defense really starts with the ability to get after the quarterback and disrupt the quarterback being able to get through his reads and um, forcing him to go with his second and third reads or having to improvise on the run, just having to break down the play. There were far too many instances in 2019 and this past year of the defensive line. And not only the defensive line, we'll talk about the linebacking core as well, but mainly the defensive line, the edge rushers not able to get after the quarterback. Quarterbacks were able to sit in the pocket uh, with plenty of time and be able to pick apart the defense, dissect the coverage, and be able to deliver throws that, you know, I mean, definitely hurt the Louisville defense. I mean, the the team was 71st in the nation, giving up 200 first downs last season. And it all starts up in the trenches. Uh, you know, we, we talked about Yaya Diaby and Ashton Jalot. Uh, Matt McGavick posted today on Twitter, uh, Yaya Diaby aspires to get 10 sacks this season. And if he even comes close to that, I think it's going to be um, you know, a step in the right direction. Ashton Jalot is projecting to be able to step into a defensive end role and be able to rush the quarterback as well. Uh, when you look at the continuity, you know you still have guys like Tiberius Peterson. You also have guys like um, you know Roman Perrier, 
uh, Zach Edwards, Malik Clark, Des Tell. So you still have the continuity. Guys are a little older. At nose tackle, we did add the big grad transfer out of Southern Miss and Jacques Turner. So I like the fact that you're able to go one to two deep here. One thing that I am looking forward to, and the big question is, is what are the ends going to be like in terms of production? Are they going to be able to get into the backfield? I think Yaya Diaby is poised for a breakout season. He knows the playbook. Uh, he's been in a full year of ACC football, so the continuity is there. I think that the improvement in the production is going to start reaping the benefits of that continuity. And like I said, I keep hammering home how good Ashton Jalot is going to be or how I believe he's going to be. And it seems like, you know, that that isn't a uh, foreign feeling, especially when you kind of grasp the feeling of the Cardinal program and just how well he's he has transitioned into the collegiate program. I mean, he's obviously, it seems like he eats, sleeps, dines, breathes, you name it, in the weight room, which is good. I mean, he's gained about 50 pounds since he's been here, and that was my biggest question for him was, how was he going to be able to help that frame, and how long was it going to take him to deliver it into um, you know, a contribution-ready frame? He's there now, so I'm not necessarily worried too much about that, and I, I'm going to be interested to see um, if Scott Satterfield and Mark Ivey sort of like to pair those guys on opposite sides of each other. Um, you're going to have to get a lot of production out of, you know, Tavares Peterson, Zach Edwards, Ramon Perrier. They're going to have to give you, you know, production on that other side. But I'm really looking forward to how the nose tackle position is going to, um, you know, be able to come about because, I mean, this team is was held back by the rush defense, giving up 100, just under 180 yards a game on the ground to opponents last season. Um, which ranked about 80th in the nation. Um, and that, that's a stat that has to be fixed if the Cards want to be begin to start this upward trajectory that a lot of people are pinning them to have just because of the guys that they have coming back, the guys that they have coming in. This is uh, the deepest that uh, the defense has been in Brian Brown's tenure. Um, and I'm excited, uh, but I, I think that most of my concerns lie in that defensive line area. Not necessarily... You know, with Yaya and Ashton Jalot, but outside of them, who are some other guys that are going to step up? Um, Des Tell is a guy that I look at. Um, Jacques Turner, I think both of those guys are going to have solid seasons. Malik Clark is actually listed as the number one starter on the depth chart uh, heading into the preseason and uh, preseason camp. So it'll be interesting to see how the cards line up against Ole Miss in that opening game. And I think that the number one thing that I'm going to focus on, because you're going to get a battle right out of the gates in the trenches against an SEC offensive line, I think the number one thing I'm going to focus on is the defensive line, more specifically that nose tackle, because I think that that's going to dictate, you know, just how well the cards are going to be able to fare, not only in that game, but moving forward whenever, whenever you do play some good offensive lines, like a Florida State, like a Clemson, like a Kentucky, you know, so on and so forth. Um, you're going to have to create havoc in that opposing backfield to truly be able to, you know, start the upward trajectory. And I, I keep mentioning that term upward trajectory because, you know, we see the potential. Each year in Brian Brown's system, you know, the cards have taken a significant step forward. Um, they were kind of, you know, statistically in that, you know, top 35 to top 40 range um, uh, in terms of defensive measurements last season. Um I get that you know defensive line is 
easier said than done in the fact that you need to have a, a rotation of guys to be able to come in and be able to perform at a high level. I think you're finally starting to get to the point where you have the luxury of having the quality depth that Satterfield has been preaching for since he took over in uh, late 2018. Not only do you have good ones, but you have serviceable twos. That's why I think you know getting a guy like Jacques S. Turner was such a big move because you have that experience and you have you know such a big body up front. Uh, Des Tell as well. You know that's why the emergence of Ashton Jolot is big for the program. You know too because now not only do you have Diaby, but you also have another guy that you can stick in that projects as a guy who's going to come in. I, and I don't want to you know overhype this young man or create unrealistic expectations, but I do think that you know these are warranted and justified takes because of all of the hype that he's getting in the preseason, in the offseason, in spring ball, in the weight room. I mean, he is a freak um, in terms of um, you know what he can do in the weight room. We've seen that. We've heard the stories. I think that that's going to translate to the field because he has a twitch. He has the ability to get after a quarterback, and I think that with the progression of Yaya Diaby and the emergence of Aston Jalot, that that's going to help the whole synergy of the defensive line and allow guys like Peterson and Perrier and um, Zach Edwards and going down the line to be able to help them to alleviate some of the pressure and help them to get in the opposing backfields as well. So on a whole different side of the spectrum, as I have a lot of concerns for the defensive line, one you know, unit that I don't necessarily have a ton of concerns with is the linebacking core. But before we get into that, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. If you're a baseball fan, the season is obviously in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Not a baseball fan? That's okay. There's NBA, NHL, UFC, MMA, etc., where you can get all the latest news, odds, and info. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news. Sign up bonuses and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be also sure to use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So I mentioned something that I'm very confident in, and that is the linebacking core for the cards. But that doesn't come with a couple respective concerns. One thing that I have to point out, when you look at total tackles among individual players in FBS last season, in the top 500 players, Louisville had two. Two players in the top 500 in total tackles per game. The top one was 151st in the nation. That was C.J. Avery with 7.2 tackles per game. And 409th was Rajay Burns with 5.3 tackles per game. There has to be something done about that alarming statistic. Now, I know, Dalton, um, there's definitely a balanced sense. There's not a, a true standout in the linebacking core where most of the tackles come from. Um, not all the tackles are coming from the linebacking core, so you can't blame that on them. Th- those are fair takes. Those are fair uh, justifications, but we can't sugarcoat this. If Louisville defensively wants to take the next step, there has to be guys in that linebacking core that take their respective next steps forward. However, um, the good news is I do see that being the case for the cards. When you look at the starters, there should be absolutely 
no surprise whatsoever. Yasir Abdullah and uh, Marvin Dallas at the outside linebackers. C.J. Avery, Monty Montgomery playing more of the middle inside linebacking positions. Um, there's a very clear sense that you know Monty Montgomery could be one of the best linebackers in the ACC this season, along with C.J. Avery. Um, as I mentioned um, in an earlier episode, I think Yasir Abdullah is going to be the breakout player in the um, in the defensive side of the ball. And have, if you've seen a picture of him, he is absolutely jacked. Talking about Ashton hitting the weight room, Yasir has not skipped any type of workout, it seems, in the past calendar year. Uh, Nico Kiki is also primed to get some uh, meaningful first-team snaps at that outside linebacker position as well. Um, outside of Marvin Dallas, you have Jack Fagot. And inside, there's K.J. Cloyd, the JUCO transfer from last season. And um, Dorian Jones and true freshman T.J. Quinn are also um, on the depth chart as well. So, I mean, i got to be honest. I, I have very high hopes for this linebacking core in just the sense of I think that the progression of all four of the starters – is going to really help the defensive line in terms of pass rush. It's not all on the defensive line. Having your guys on the edge like Dallas, like Abdullah, um, there was a – I forgot who posted out there today, but um, there was a reporter that was at a practice that um, – I think it was an interview with Satterfield that said, you know, don't be surprised to see Yasir Abdullah and Nick Kiki on the field – sometimes at um, the same time because of the ability to get after the quarterback and um, it'll help the pass rush. So it's very clear that you know the Louisville coaching staff knows that getting after the quarterback and blowing up plays at the line of scrimmage and in the opposing backfield has to be a priority. So you know just the fact that they're willing to put those two together in certain packages, I think that that bodes well. And I think that Monty Montgomery allowing him to play more of a um, – I think when you, I'm trying to pick a player in terms of comparison. When you could look at like a like a Keith Kelsey, I'm not sure that uh, Monty is going to be the vocal leader that Keith was because it seems like Keith was in every single play, uh, one of the best tacklers in Louisville football history. But um, you know, Monty has to start to file into that mentality, into that type of production, being able to cover sideline to sideline. We know the athleticism is there. We know the talent is there. It's just a matter of you know recognizing. Um, opposing packages and uh, playing schemes and being able to blow plays up. He, there's so much you know, burst and athleticism, uh, even in the true freshman like T.J. Quinn and Jalen Alderman. There's a lot of burst. There's a lot of you know, power in terms of you know, viciousness hits and all that good stuff. I, I'm very excited for this core more so than I am the secondary, and I'm very excited for the secondary, and we'll talk about them in, in, on the, in the final segment. But... Um, you know, like I mentioned, you know, having the ones be solid is great, but you need to have twos that are, you know, maybe not just as good, but definitely serviceable. You know, at the outside linebacker position, you know, Nick Okiki, like I mentioned, could you know end up being a possible starter right next to Yasir Abdullah. Um, but you need guys like Marvin Dallas to step up. You have to have guys like Jack Fago step up. I know that they've kind of used him in different hybrid situations, but playing them in the card and the dog positions uh, as what they call them they're going to have to um you know really you know get down to the nitty-gritty and start you know making the tackles 
one of the biggest issues with the Louisville defense last year was tackling, you know, missing tackles, especially in the open field. And, you know, when players were able to get into that second level of the defense, uh, and that's something that was echoed throughout the um, you know the off season. Talking to C.J. Avery at his media presser, it was very clear that at the top of the priority board for the Louisville defense, especially that linebacking core, you know Avery, you know reiterated that making the tackles, uh, getting guys in space, um, and just blowing plays up in the backfield are the main. Uh, things that needed to be focused on and that's one of the reasons why you see those 200 first downs given up last season is is guys um, making something out of nothing for the opponents that's why you see 180 yards on the ground Um, and um, in all reality I think that at the end of the day you're going to have to have not only guys in the linebacking core making the open tackles but they're also going to have to create some turnovers because I understand that this might not necessarily be an alarming statistic. They were tied for 34th with seven uh, recovered fumbles. Um, you know, there was opportunity last year where, uh, especially like in, against the Notre, you know, against Notre Dame up in South Bend, you know, Louisville has to not necessarily um, improve on forcing turnovers. Which I mean, I guess you can say they they should, but. It, I think, you know, in terms of capitalizing, that's where the the focus needs to be is finishing the play, you know, finishing the tackle, going 100% at the end of every play. Um, you know, it seems like the mentality is a little different of, at, at this point than it was at this time last year. You know, I guess that that can be taken either way. That won't necessarily be measured until they get out on the field. But, you know, being able to, you know, tackle in the open space because Ole Miss is going to hit you with a ton of speed and you know, uh, guys who are able to create separation. So at the end of the day, you're going to have to make the tackles. Forcing ton- turnovers is going to be able to you know win ball games like it did in 2019. You know, getting back to that, getting back to that form and trying to build on that. It, it's just the small things because there's a ton of talent in the linebacking core. The depth is starting to get there as well. Um, you know, could be one of the best linebacking cores in the ACC if they can complete their tackles. If you know guys like C.J. Avery and Monty Montgomery, as talented as they are, if they can complete the tackles, you know, I think their NFL draft stocks, respectively, rise through the roof. So, I'm very excited for the linebacking core, just as I am the secondary. But before we get into the secondary, I want to talk to you all a little bit about Rock Auto. Um, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? When you have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, rockauto.com, you can save time and money. When using the platform, why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership when you can go to Rock Auto, which is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you can need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So be sure to go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they can know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. I sent out a tweet yesterday about the safety core for the cards that 
there was a trend that I wasn't necessarily picking up on until I was following a little bit of off-season camp. I haven't been able to go, but uh, it's been nice to see the media post a lot about it. So um, one thing that I was able to take away, and it really kind of shed light on the MO of the type of player that Brian Brown is trying to bring into that secondary, specifically at that safety position, is big physical athletes that hit hard. Because when you look at it, Kendrick Duncan Jr., 6'3", Quinterio Cole, 6'3", incoming true freshman, Braylon Oliver, 6'2", Ben Perry, 6'2", a returning player, Josh Minkins Jr., 6'2". There's a ton of size in that secondary room, especially at the safety position, because we know a lot about the cornerbacks. Chandler Jones and Cottrell Clark are going to be one of the ACC's best cornerback, cornerback tandems, and the depth that they have are is pretty young. Uh, Derek Edwards and Kenai Walker, also guys like um, Greedy Vance. All three are freshmen with no ACC experience or any type of collegiate experience for that matter. So you're going to have to rely on that uh, big-time cornerback. But we'll look at the cornerbacks in a second. I want to go back to the safety position because that's where a lot of the concerns lie. Uh, Satterfield basically said that you know if there was going to be one thing that we could add to the team with the opening scholarships, that was going to be to address the depth at safety. They did that. They added guys like... Trey Franklin, who can play in that safety position. Um, there's also players such as Shavarek Williams, also another JUCO guy. It's really going to be interesting to, to truly see how it shakes out in the battle between Ben Perry and Quinterio Cole. I think that if you would have asked me before the depth chart would have been released, Quinterio Cole would have got the starting nod just because... He's got more experience. He's more battle-tested. Ben Perry just doesn't have the reps yet, but it obviously speaks to Ben Perry's talent and his ability to pick up the playbook and the collegiate speed right away with him being number one on that depth chart. I think that um, he is the crown jewel of the recruiting class, especially on the defense side in Flyville 21. So that really bodes well for the secondary because having him already ready to compete gives you much-needed depth not only do you have Kendrick Duncan Jr. out of Georgia Southern, who was ranked one of the top um, 30 transfers in the nation um, by 24/7 Sports, but you also have guys like um, you know, like I said, Ben Perry, Quinterio Cole, but Braylon Oliver being able to slide into that depth. Josh Minkins Jr. at a position that was once revered as you know having the least amount of depth on the team. I'm not so sure anymore, and all reports coming from Brian Brown is that he's quote-unquote ecstatic from what he's seeing from the secondary. You have to believe that some of these newcomers are really being able to you know, push for PT, whether it be Shaverick Williams and Trey Franklin, the two Juco players, or if it's the true freshmen like Braylon Oliver or Ben Perry, or if it's the transfers in Kendrick Duncan Jr. or Quinterio Cole. There's not a lot of continuity in that Louisville defensive backfield, especially at the safety position. However, it seems like you know Satterfield definitely overloaded on talent, and there was a lot of kind of controversy heading into you know, preseason camp. You know, not having a ton of high-profile guys come in to the program at the position, which was obviously a need. But it, it seems like once again Satterfield and company are being able to identify diamond in the rough talent and going out and getting them. One of those guys that paid off from last year is Cottrell Clark. As we shift over to the cornerbacks, we see how you know he is 
poised to be one of the ACC's top cornerbacks in the conference. Um, Chandler Jones is also a player who, it, it was interesting, before we get into a little bit more on the cornerbacks, I apologize for getting off track. There was also some news out of camp today that, or I'm sorry, yesterday, that Chandler Jones was lining up at safety in some packages. So that means one of two things. Number one, his versatility is showing and is off the charts. But number two, and this is the one I'm probably more excited about, is the fact that um, you know there is some faith and belief in the other guys, the young guys that are being able to come in and also be serviceable right away. Like I mentioned, Kenai Walker, 6'2", uh, Derek Edwards out of that Miami area, Greedy Vance out of the Louisiana area, um, and Rance Connor is a guy who I, I've also heard, true freshman from the Florida area, that is some making some some headlines. So I'm very excited for these young guys. You know, I've talked to almost all of them last off season and got some feature stories done with them, and just they're well, I you know I'll, I'll go to the grave saying that the Flyville 21. Um, players are better people as you know more than they are players. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's a cliche statement to say, but you know, being able to sacrifice personal glory for the greater good of the team is seeming like a um, consistent trait among all of them. I think that that is definitely going to bode well for the team moving forward. But in the grand scheme of things, I am higher on the secondary than a lot of people are because. I'm not really trying to pay attention too much to the stars and the offers. As I mean, I guess offers are great and all, but I, I'm really trying to pay attention to the film because I truly believe that the film never lies. Um, I'm not a you know talent evaluator by any means, but I trust the staff and their evaluation of players. Um, I, I'm really excited for these young guys to be able to come in and compete. There's going to be some bumps in the road. Um, I'm not saying that this is going to be the top secondary in the ACC. I do, however, believe having guys like Clark and Jones gives you the luxury of having solid depth that is able to be given time to develop in a timely manner. Um, That is assuming that the injury bug doesn't strike, hopefully knock on wood. Um, But having not only the depth and experience at cornerback in, in your ones, but also having the experience in your safety at the ones you know Kendrick Duncan Jr. Quintero Cole although they've never played a snap for Louisville are guys that have been tested they've uh, you know Kendrick Duncan Jr. as I mentioned one of the top transfers you know in the country you know top 30 according to 24-7 sports Quintero Cole was a guy who flirted with um, all-american honors at the JUCO level um, could have potentially gone to the NFL draft after this past past season and drafted in the latter rounds but I think that um, you know, having these guys be able to develop chemistry with each other, and I think that that's kind of the number one thing. Once you get these guys developing chemistry, especially at the safety position, that's where you're going to be able to reap the benefits of bringing these guys in because you have all of this experience, and now you're mixing it with the the quality, depth, and the talent of the young players like Ben Perry, like Braylon Oliver, Kenai Walker, Derek Edwards, uh, Greedy Vance, Rance Connor. Being able to have that honest mixture really is, um, you know, I you know, tip my hat to Satterfield, Brian Brown, and the guys for bringing in um, a, a solid mesh of players that I'm very, very excited for. So 
I, I, like I said, I wanted to talk mainly today just about the defense. We talked about the whole defensive line, the linebacking core, the secondary. Um, tomorrow is going to be a flip of the script type show. We're going to talk specifically about the offense and break the offense down even more so than we have in episodes past. Um, before we get out of here, I want to give you some information about a good opportunity called Locked On Bets. Betting on any team does not have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Be sure to follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you like to get your podcasts. So that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Be sure to check on the Locked On ACC podcast to get a better understanding of the conference as a whole and at the very least get to know the foe that the Cardinals will face at various points throughout this season. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you on Wednesday.